Welcome or welcome back to Glow Your Goddess with Joy B and James B. How are y'all doing? Hey. It is March 1st today, so we are bringing you our first of the month episode. And we're super excited about our third episode, which we will be talking about a goddess navigating that trip of falling in love. So um, today what we're going to be doing is not as many questions as we usually have. However, a lot of discussion has come up with my clients in groups, one-on-one, that has been around some love bombing. So I want to get into the idea, the definition, um, what it looks like to be loved bombed or for you to be loved bombing, goddesses. That sounds dangerous. (laughs) It is dangerous. (laughs) There are usually victims amiss (laughs) when there is some bombing going on. So we're going to talk about that. I prefer fireworks. Oh, so love firecrackers, right? That's probably a little bit of a safer place to be instead of bombing someone. Um, We also want to talk about this idea of falling in love, if it's a safe space, if it's a thing to do, because I also work with a lot of people who um, want to be head over heels in love and some people who completely resist it. And there's good reason why there's some fear around it, there's some anxiety around it. Um, So we want to kind of get into maybe a little bit of a discussion and debate as to should it be feared? Um, What is this falling in love thing? What does it really mean? And is it required for your relationship? So James, let's go ahead and jump right into the definition of love bombing. What is that? So what love bombing is, is the demonstration of attention and affection. And I added in high levels, right? In an attempt to influence a person, okay? So it's not just being so in love that you want to do everything for this person, you want to give everything to this person, but you're doing it with the intent to influence this person, okay? Kind of to woo them or just change their mind? It could be both. I guess wooing is changing your mind, right? I'm kind of shifting how you might feel about me. So a love bomber could be anybody. It could be a goddess. It could be someone who is love bombing a goddess. I did have a goddess that follows us tell me she definitely went through that with an ex of hers where she felt very deceived because they threw so much at her in the beginning of the relationship and then he turned out to be a totally different person. So that intent of that love bombing was definitely to influence her to be into him, right? Definitely to put her in a place of feeling like this is going to be my best option. He's going to treat me like this all the time. And maybe this gentleman knew or did not know whether or not he could keep this up, but his intent was to definitely pull her into something. I don't know if that was really his authentic self, but I do know based off of our discussion that he did not keep that up. He wasn't able to continue to be, you know, Mr. Wonderful. I've been through that. You, you have? And now that you've discussed it, I, I know what it is and I can recognize it right now. Well, tell me, what did it look like for you? It was a little bit deceptive, I think. It was a great relationship. Things were going swimmingly. In fact, the woman and I got married, and uh, six months into the marriage, um, I was questioning, you know, how come things have changed? And, and her answer directly to me was, I don't need to do that anymore. I've caught you. Oh, my gosh. Well, when you say do that so we get a better picture of this love bombing, what was it that you would identify as the bombing? Very affectionate. Very physical, very mental, a lot of communication, a lot of attention, a lot of hair, let me help you with this, let me do this for you, let me be this for you. And then six months into our marriage, 
a lot of things died off. And I was like, okay, what's happening here? Have I done something wrong? Oh no, I don't need to do all that stuff anymore. So she semi shaka kanju. you. I'm every woman, it's all in me. And then she said, psych. Psych. <laughs> That's not what's happening. Okay, so yes, that would be a really good example of love bombing, right? And clearly there was intent and it was revealed uh, by the person who was love bombing. Like, look, I did what I needed to do to get you where I needed to get you. And I have no intention of continuing to do that. That's not authentically how I show up in relationships. And so just kind of take it or leave it. You know, hopefully you're not going to leave it, but this is what it is. Okay, definitely a good example of love bombing. Other examples, and you talked about a lot, like affection and being very physical and being very um, mentally connected, uh, maybe talking more than you, you, you would, spending a lot of time with that person. What's interesting is I did have someone submit a question. It wasn't really about love bombing. It was more a financial question, but within it, I could see some love bombing evidence which was trying to take care of someone financially to a very high degree, maybe more so than one could keep up. So if you have someone who is buying you things in the very beginning, like lots of things, taking you on lavish trips, paying bills, you know, and making you feel like you're going to be alleviated from all of this stress if you're in a relationship with me. And then once you actually connect with this person, realize that they were putting up a facade for a short period of time to make you think that this was going to be your life, but really they couldn't afford the life that they were showing you. That is definitely another form of love bombing. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. So again, the intent for those types of love bombing um, could be to woo someone and make someone think that this is who you're going to be and then kind of um, the old, what do you call it, bait and switch, right? Sounds a lot like fishing. Yes. <laughs> Here's this cool bait. You're going to love it a lot. Oh, by the way, I'm cutting your head off. Yes. <laughs> Got you hooked. But the other kind of love bombing is interesting. We as goddesses can absolutely do this. We can throw everything we have in our bag of tricks at a person that we are pursuing or a person that we think is not that into us. We can suddenly become whoever it is that we think that they want us to be. We can be that every woman, right? Because we have it in us. We could clean their place. We could be cooking for them all the time. We could be dropping it like it's hot several days a week when we know that that's not our regular tempo, right? We could be calling them all the time and telling them all types of wonderful things about themselves, but we may have it with the intent of trying to be that person in the long run. And it's not that you won't continue to be that person. It's still a love bombing. But what it is, is you kind of raise the bar to a level and an expectation of you being this magical being that it just may be tiring to keep up when the real world gets in the way, when it kind of um, wears off, when you do get them, you get comfortable and they're like, what are you doing? The way you, you got me is the way that you're going to keep me. I know you guys know that saying, but you kind of set this guy up. And so you may continue to try to be that person instead of just being like, oh no, I got you. You may feel obligated to continue. And this is something that will cause resentment towards yourself, towards that other person. You'll be frustrated. And then eventually you'll feel like maybe I don't deserve to have this person or this relationship if I can't keep this up. Ladies, this also applies in a situation where you have a person who realistically, they were kind of not stepping into the situation like they really wanted to be there. And I'm just going to say it. You were desperately doing everything you could to have them. When you're connecting in the beginning of the relationship, if you feel that you have to love bomb, that probably is not the person for you. 
yes, we always want to show up as our best glorious goddess, right? But our best glorious goddess is not the one who does every single thing for you or just is a chameleon towards everything that you want, right? They should be able to accept us at the level that we're at. And we have more to offer as time goes forward. But if you feel like you have to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks and, and get that person, this probably is not the person for you. You don't have to put on your sneakers and sprint towards anybody. We can put on our heels and saunter and see what happens. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So that would be kind of two sides of the love bombing. And I've got a quick question. Yeah. How would a goddess recognize when she's being love bombed? Whew. Well, we want to be able to look at something and determine whether or not this is too good to be true. We want to be able to see if this person is being congruent the way that they are with us in every part of their lives like if you have a certain tempo or a certain um, energy or an attitude with us are you the same way when you're around your friends right are you just as giving to them are you just as uh, charismatic and funny around them are you just as generous with them if this is who you are kind of in all parts of your life maybe with your family the way i see you treat your mother your sister your cousins right if this is just who you are i have a better picture of this is probably how you will continue to be but if you're just kind of hoarding all the goodness and you're giving it to me in this one area that's probably a love bombing that's not going to continue and that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. kind of look at how they treat other folks exactly and if it's similar you might expect it to be a little better for you because they're falling in love or they're showing more affection, but still, do they treat others good? Are they giving them attention? Are they showing up in their friendship relationships? Mm -hmm. And if they're doing similar or with a little more love mm -hmm. in that relationship, you got a good chance of that maintaining and being genuine. So be honest, James, would you like to be love bombed? You know, it's one of those things. It probably <laughs> feels really good. To be love bombed, you know, you want to feel that goodness, that specialness, that je ne sais quoi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the reality is there's a letdown at the end of that because it's something that cannot be maintained long term mm -hmm. if it's not genuine. Mm -hmm. There is some genuineness in caring for someone and loving them and doing things for them and showering them with your love. And that can continue. but the over-the-top stuff, you know, that it can't keep going. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I've got a quick question. Is love bombing that act of falling in love? Or is falling in love something that's different? Something that's magical? Something that's scary? What do you think, Joy? What's your ideas on that? Love bombing and falling in love are two totally different things. Because love bombing is more of a, um, how could I say, it's an action, right? Where falling in love is something that kind of happens to you. <laughs> love bombing is something that you do or someone else does. But the falling is just, you know, life's gravity pulling you to a certain place. So they are very different. So that's actually a good point to kind of point out to people who may be afraid of, is this person love bombing or am I just falling in love? Why do I feel like this? Why am I getting sucked into this? And what is it to fall in love? Is it something that's scary? Is it something that's natural? Is it something that's crazy, right? Because I told you guys before, I have people that I work with who are actually kind of addicted to this idea of falling in love, that beginning piece of a relationship and some who are terrified of it 
because when you think about that falling, that is the being out of control piece of it. And maybe having situations in the past where you've been taken advantage of, maybe you were actually love bombed, right? You may feel like, I don't want to step into this again. I don't want anyone else to have control over how I feel. No one else can control how you feel. It happens, right? You connect with someone on several levels. You are at a high level of desire to connect with someone to surrender to a process and this is what happens. So yeah, let's get into how a goddess can navigate this falling in love. So when you are falling in love, it's very interesting, um, the research that's been done on it, it's actually been likened to a mental illness, right? So this is the mental reason- Mental illness? Yes, mental illness. This is the reason that people get terrified. Um, I actually pulled up one of several articles about this. One of the articles that I'll share with you, and I actually will go ahead and pop it into our description at the end of the episode so you can read the full article, was written by Tara Parker Hope. And this article states here, science is beginning to pay more attention to the chemical storm that romantic love can trigger in our brains, okay? Recent studies of brain scans show that being in love causes changes in the brain that are strikingly similar to serious health problems like drug addiction, an obsessive compulsive disorder, but <laughs> I've got a look on my face. You can't see it. You and can't. I'm like, what? He's terrified, right? This doesn't mean love is bad for you. There's a growing body of research that shows how love and lasting relationships are an important determinant in a long-term health. Okay, so just because falling in love drives you crazy doesn't mean that it's necessarily bad for you. So in who? Yeah. <laughs> It's not bad for you and it's kind of fun when it happens. You know, when you are falling in love, it can be a space of, do I go forward? Do I let go? I definitely feel out of control. Do I surrender to this? Do I push this person away? What is this going to mean for me? And you know what? It's actually kind of hard for you to think through that, those types of things when you are falling in love, which is then good for you to have a support system, to have people to bounce some ideas off of because they can try to give you perspective. But when you think about it, if you're dealing with something that is likened to insanity, you're going to take only a quarter of the advice that you get from your friends anyway. So if we do not have this thing of falling in love, it's going to be hard for us to actually trust a process enough to connect with someone enough to have long lasting relationships. If we don't feel that spark, we'll just be like, eh, and we might, you know, move away from good opportunities in our lives. But falling in love is like a gift from God, guys. It feels so good. Yeah, it feels crazy. It feels like maybe you're getting high, but it can feel frustrating when you are not um, having a reciprocal situation. That's when it's more frustrating. But when two people are falling in love, it can be absolutely magical. I get why it's scary. Again, it's just a natural part of our lives. We have to, you know, trust something enough to explore what's going to be good for us. Now, there's also this idea of love versus lust. Is that what I'm really doing? Am I just lusting over this person? Why am I so hot for them? You know, do I even care what they're talking about or do I just want him to take off his shirt? <laughs> I don't have my shirt on. <laughs> see, see but, we, but there's still love. Okay, but the thing about lust is that Research also shows that lust will last for about a year to a year and a half, okay? And after that, it goes away and you're just kind of fueling yourself with this bucket of love. Guys, 
lust is okay too, lust is fine, it is a natural thing, and it is also one of those things that allows you the opportunity to explore a deeper love. Because maybe if I didn't lust for you, I wouldn't spend as much time with you, and I wouldn't be able to have that pillow talk with you that I needed to in order to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, side note, Pillow Talk, the song by Kiba, will be also put in our description, which is going to talk about some of those sparks that we have with that falling in love. I and wondered I, when you were going to mention our goddess friend Kiba. Oh, uh, now. So, and I definitely want you guys to take a listen to that because that kind of encompasses those feelings that we do get when we're falling in love and when we're surrendering to it and when we're not fighting it and we're letting it be as yummy as it can be. So, the lust piece, yes. We kind of need that. We need that sparkly piece, that hot piece to let us explore that person enough to know whether or not they're worth being in our lives. That's not to say like, oh, you're saying I should spend a year and a half with someone before I figure out if I should really be with them. No, you know, that doesn't mean that. But I'm just saying it is a really good push for us to segue into that love piece. A year and a half seems like a long time to be in lust with somebody. Well, thank goodness for that, right? Because being in lust, just like falling in love, is also yummy and also fun, right? We have to be realistic about it. Um, it's not going to be so long term that our whole relationship will be based off of that. But again, during that time period, we had time to make enough connections and enjoy other features of the relationship so that those things can carry us further into the relationship. So... Falling in love, does that mean just because you fall in love with someone that that's permanent? We all know, no, that's not true. But it's a nice experience to have and it can be, yes, devastating to break up. That'll be a different episode. But right now what we're talking about is, is it okay to fall in love? Is it natural to fall in love? Is it scary? Is it crazy? Yes, it's actually all those things. <laughs> James, tell us a little bit about your first time you fell in love if you remember. Mm, I do remember. It was in high school. And... Um... She was a cute girl. We were falling in love. And that actually, she was my very first kiss, too. That was quite amazing. I think she almost passed out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I had an out-of-body experience. But it's just that puppy love. It was fun. It was exciting. And we were just two kids that were falling in love. Mm -hmm. Did it last? We dated each other through high school. Most of our high school time. On and off. We experimented with other people, came back to each other. We remained good friends through high school and into college, and we've lost touch over that time. But yeah, it was. I, I remember that relationship fondly because it was that first time of falling in love. It was the first kiss. It was that feeling that lust love thing going on, and uh, it was it was fun. I have fond memories. Do you regret it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I have had relationships with other women, you know, and I cherish all those relationships because they teach me who I am and what I'm actually looking for as a person and gives me pause when I feel love bombs. <laughs> I can detect those a little better. I still suffer. <laughs> it also gives me opportunity to know what I'm looking for and has built who I am in a love situation. So I'm trying to think, I think the first time that I fell in love was like really fell in love was probably in college, which would be, I would say, uh, my sophomore or junior year, my sophomore year, I believe. And this, uh, the person that I fell in love was actually my 
my kid's dad. That's how much I fell in love. I didn't even want to have kids. But something happens when you spark things up, right? <laughs> we didn't do it right away, but the love was grown enough for us to want to create life. And like, oh my gosh, we want evidence of this big love that we have. But I remember it was something that happened slowly. It wasn't one of those things um, that I just jumped into because there are things that I can be super passionate about. But I was kind of leery because I also had that college bad boy experience where I actually was love bombed, right? And I was super disappointed. And so I was scared of love. I was scared of letting myself fall into anything. So the first person I really fell in love with, a genuine falling in love with, I took my time. Like I just put my toe in the pool and he had to really show me, okay, it's safe to be here, all right? But that was an absolutely wonderful experience because not only did that um, experience of allowing myself to surrender to this, let me see what someone else is like, it allowed me to explore parts of myself that I hadn't seen before. It allowed me to feel empowered in ways, feel very lovable in ways, and be happy in a way that I hadn't known before. So I was much more open to just love in general and trusting people in general once I had that experience. So falling in love is something that I think can strengthen us in a way where we allow other positive experiences to flow through our glowy goddess lives, right? I was definitely able to glow up in that way. So. I don't regret it. Of course, I'm not still with this person at this point, but out of that falling in love, out of that lust came beautiful beings that will be in my life for the rest of my life. It brought different meaning to my life, right? And had I never allowed myself to surrender to that process, there's so many things that I would be missing out in my life. And like you said, James, that kind of falling in love experience allowed me to also compare and to see, okay, if I'm being love bombed or not, and what would it look like to actually have a genuine safe situation going on? Sounds like falling in love is a lot about discovering yourself as well. Absolutely. And learning who you are and who you are in a relationship mm -hmm. and what your expectations are in a relationship. What is safe? What is expected? What is exciting? What is normal? Yes. Love it. So um, with that, guys, I we are going to go ahead and try to wrap up for today. I hope we didn't go over too long for you, but we wanted to bring you some good info and clarify about this love bombing, this falling in love. Goddess, remember, don't be a love bomber. Be a love firecracker, right? <laughs> and don't let anyone love bomb you. We will be bringing our next episode to you in two weeks on March 15th, and we will actually be recording from LA, from California. California, that's right. We're going to California. We, all, we, we have are. an adventure going on. We do. Do you want to tell them about it or want to keep it a secret? No, I'll let everyone know. I am so honored to be speaking at Lutheran California University. California Lutheran University. California Lutheran University. That just, let's see, is popping up. See, <laughs> I'm so excited to be presenting there. I'm going to be the keynote speaker at the end of their wellness week and talking to a bunch of budding goddesses that are still in college about managing their, their anxiety, their life, their relationships. I'm super excited about this. But since that will only be for a short period of time, we're going to stay for an extended period and explore the place a little bit. Really enjoy this Airbnb and the mountains and things like that. And we will be recording um, for you guys while we're there and taking in that beautiful environment. So with that, we're going to close this out Get this ready for you to listen to, and we will connect with you guys in a couple weeks. All right, bye. Don't forget to enjoy Kiba's Pillow Talk, 
and the article that I will be connecting for you guys so you can look more into the nooks and crannies of what it is to be falling in love. I love you, babe. Love you too. Shut it down when you walk into the